millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet, and not the other podcast opening this time. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we just have more people doing more crazy stuff. I mean, that's kind of what Hellworld's all about—just the fact Wait, that. Yes, it just never stops. It's just always that way. Uh, but of course, we need to let people know that this might get a little rough around the edges. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, before, before we get into our juicy uh, news segment for the week where we talk about a bunch of dumb fucks doing a bunch of dumb fuck shit. Uh, I have to do a little. I have to do a little house cleaning. Uh, first and foremost, uh, please excuse Sarge's audio quality this episode. Uh, his good microphone did a dookie on itself, so he is using a worse microphone than yeah. Mike and I. Um, we're just going to have to soldier through it this week because of scheduling conflicts. We can't really do this any other day. Uh, in more positive news, uh, we have something very exciting to share with you guys. That I sort of teased last week. And that is the introduction of a bonus pod content for our Patreon supporters, specifically uh, the people who are donating $5 and more to the cause. 
those people will now have access to uh, two new series of bonus pod content. Uh, the first of which is uh, all three of us getting together to uh, break down and dissect and sort of the, the the way of our ancestral beginnings when we used to do this for Q drops. But we, we, we chopped it up and now we're going to screw Fall of the Cabal in a series we like to call Cabalin! <laughs> I uh, have to really promote this because I've had a ton of fun recording the episodes we've already recorded. I love it and I hope you guys do too. It's been a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it's actually it's actually been a blast because uh, I I know that I had no fucking idea what that shit was um, going into it and uh, yeah so so th- that's exciting if you want to hear the three of us talk about Fall of the Cabal and uh, be introduced to the dreaded Abram Lincoln uh, <laughs> which is a reference you'll get if you're a five dollar and above donor because you'll have access to that bonus pod as well as Mike Rain's solo bonus pod uh, with the placeholder title at least for the time being. Uh, of the most foul deed, uh, which is Mike Rains talking about one of his favorite subjects, JFK and his exploding head. <laughs> working title, working title in the industry. yeah, working title. We 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 may uh, we may workshop that one a bit. I know that uh, Sarge and I ha- had some fun riffing <laughs> on uh, riffing on different, uh, probably in poor taste titles uh, for that one. Uh, probably my favorite being "Oh my pod, they shot him," uh, which, <laughs> which I think is a fucking great one. Yeah, my mine was uh, grassy knowledge. Grassy <laughs> knowledge. That was my pretty proud uh, of that. But yeah, we, we, uh, a while ago we phased out the top of the episode shilling, and it's 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 making a, 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 a special appearance, a special reappearance, I should say, <laughs> uh, in this week's episode, so that we can tell you about that good shit. So if you want to give us at least five dollars a month through our Patreon, you'll have access to all that bonus content, uh, some of which will be uploaded literally this week. And in fact, to prove that we're not fucking around on this, uh, at the end of this week's episode, we've got a little teaser clip from Cabalin. Uh, so you guys can uh, go ahead and stick around after the Goodspeed Patriots to hear some of that good, good Kapalan action. And now, without further ado, let's get to our fucking headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. Oh boy, our first one's big. The Greenberg confession. Is that uh, Matt Gates's buddy's note? Uh, yes, our dear friend, uh, Mr. Greenberg, uh, apparently he uh, spilled the beans about all of his crimes. And not only did he do this in uh, like a legal way, because he'd already, like, he's cutting a deal. We knew about that. But he apparently went to Roger Stone, who, if there's anyone on this earth you can trust, it's Roger Stone. <laughs> and uh, basically asked Roger Stone, hey, uh, if I were to say give you a quarter million dollars, could you perhaps get Donald Trump to pardon me and maybe Matt Gates for nebulous crimes we may have committed in recent times vis-a-vis <laughs> paying a 17-year-old girl to have sex with us when oopsie doopsies we didn't know she was 17 at the time. We wanted that strictly I mean that that money was for tuition. And oh. like, you know, other school expenses. <laughs> you skipped over one of my favorite details. It was uh, $250,000 in Bitcoin. So even more untraceable and even more sketchy. They were going to pay off Roger Stone to talk to the president about crimes of potential 
may be committed in a cryptocurrency. There. Which, which which might lead you to falsely believe that these people are savvy in the slightest, but based on the sort of shameless nature of those Venmo transactions that they were doing back and forth, <laughs> where it was just like, you know, $500 for tuition, wink emoji, love hotel emoji, no big deal. Like, nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, $500 for school, uh, tongue emoji, peach emoji, eggplant emoji, just... <laughs> Just all of it. I mean, just Matt Gates, not subtle in the slightest. And I think for a long time, his Venmo transactions were like public. If like you looked them up, you could see what Matt Gates was like spending on. Did, you, did he really put a emo- Are you doing a bit? Because a bit. he's so stupid. I don't know if you're doing a bit with the emojis right now. Oh no, that is that is that's an actual thing that happened. I mean, maybe not like licking emoji, pe- like peach emoji, eggplant shooting semen emoji, but definitely like the the love hotel thing and like kissy face emoji. Like there there are receipts that are out there about this shit. Get the fuck out of here! I, I knew a bunch I of haven't vetted them because I'm not a journalist, so I guess the things I saw online could have also been doctored, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if if anyone out there is listening and just like, oh, fucking hell is wrong again. He doesn't do his research. I'm not a journalist. My job's not to do research. <laughs> Why do you think I talk about turbo teats a goddamn much? I've, this is, I mean, so many people have made this joke and comment, but like, we're so far past the Rubicon that I don't know if my co-hosts are doing bits about the news because that's just, that's how world, like everything could be real. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's just one of these things where I remember uh, when when Biden was just up a million and was going to win in a landslide and all this other good stuff. My friend would basically call me every day and say, "Well, I woke up this morning and we didn't nuke Tehran, so that's good, right?" Like that was the level of like concern he had for like what is the move Trump's going to pull here because he knows he's going to lose, right? I mean, he's going to like he's just going to just throw a nuke somewhere in the Middle East just to start World War Three to try to like get a few points in the polls in Florida or something. I mean, it's just that it's just that kind of like psychosis that we live in where it's plausible that these people are so dumb and so malevolent and so childish. And they also think they're so bulletproof that they'll never get caught for any of this crap (laughs) that they can do these things. They can just post these public transactions that are just literally Matt Gates not paying for illicit sex, parentheses, probably paying for illicit sex, wink, wink, kissy emoji. I mean, it's just, it's just that kind of thing where these guys are so confident that daddy's money is going to get him out of trouble or whatever the fuck it is that's going to pay it off, that they don't have to worry about anything ever. I mean, they just think they're in, they're above the law. It's it's just so baffling. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, you know, in, in, in a... In a just world, uh, our buddy Greenberg deciding to spill the beans like so much unfunny scene from The Office uh, will actually <laughs> get, uh, you know, so, some people maybe with some irons on them, specifically uh, Matt Gates, who was paying to have sex with underage girls. But, you know, I'm no lawyer. So what do I know? On, on top of not being a journalist, I'm also not a lawyer. We're just going to the, the, this week's podcast is just going to be me going down the list of things I am not. Not, <laughs> I think I, not I think a lawyer, that, not a doctor. My favorite thing about this, because uh, Sarge loved the Bitcoin, but what I really loved was they were using one of these like quote unquote secure apps to like yeah. automatically terminate the messages. 
But because Greenberg knows what scum he's dealing with, with Roger Stone and everybody else, he's screenshotting his auto-deleted confessions and other texts to Stone so that he has evidence of these things. So while Stone's like being a good boy and letting these messages like vanish into the ether, Greenberg's like, oh, no, no, I got receipts. I have receipts of my crimes that also implicate Matt Gates and Roger Stone in those crimes because I know who my uh, cohorts are. I know this is a viper's nest. I don't trust anyone. So that was, I mean, it's just, it just goes to show you how these people, they literally operate in a world where they think everyone's going to cut everyone's throats. They think everyone's going to stab everyone in the back. And there's just, and they're no, right. yeah, like, they are. Oh, they absolutely right. are. And yet here's yet more evidence that Trump was selling pardons, or at least Roger Stone was the gateway to Trump selling pardons, and nothing is going to happen. I mean, if if Ted Cruz's recent uh, Twitter gaffe has taught us anything, it's that just give him time, and at some point he will just fully admit on camera to the American public, yes, I was receiving money in exchange for pardons. And uh, exactly like you said, nothing will come of it. I mean, I, I tweeted about this shit on my, uh, my Hell World L account, uh, the, but it's just like, man, I, I remember a time where, like, if if a politician made a public statement where they were pretty much just like, yeah, if big corporations like uh, give to our campaign like finances, we uh, we'll just look the other way on their sixteen billion dollars worth of tax uh, or whatever. It's just like, of course, we all know that that sort of pay for play bullshit is happening, but you're not supposed to say the quiet parts out loud. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to keep that shit like like in order in order for the 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 machine to still work you have to sort of like at least try to obfuscate the obvious truth of the way our politics work you can't just be out there just being like yeah fuck it hey coca-cola donate to the republican national convention and guess what you don't have to pay taxes this year what a country (laughs) i mean i i talked about it with my relatives I don't know. Eight years ago, Trump is Trump is obviously electable four years ago. But I think even eight, definitely 20 years ago, a divorced man with like multiple mistresses and like caught on tape saying grab him by the pussy is completely unelectable. And yet somehow here we are. Yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, when Reagan ran for president as a guy who was divorced previously, it was a bit of a scandal in the 1980s. I mean, it's it's it just goes to show you the fact that we've come to a point where Republicans have absolutely no uh, have no standards for their own side. If yeah. you're a Democrat and you do anything wrong or bad, you're a bad person. Donald Trump, uh, multiple kids with multiple different wives, uh, cheated on his current wife with a porn star right after his current wife gave birth to their child. No one cares. The, he's still he's still the guy that's like photoshopped into all the paintings of Christ, and he's God's warrior on earth fighting the deep state. They have no uh, actual ethics. They have no morality other than owning the libs. And because Trump owns the libs, that means he's basically Christ incarnate in their eyes. I mean, it's not even. <laughs> well, I mean, c- conservatives like are pretty much just fucking dinosaurs looking up into the sky and seeing the meteor that's going to destroy all of them coming. And the meteor is labeled cultural progress. 
And uh, yeah. it turns out that cultural progress goes hand in hand with liberalism. Like, like cultures don't advance because they get more conservative. They advance because they, they, they like become more liberal, more tolerant of outside influence. And that allows them to grow and prosper. So conservatives are literally just watching the, like the actual storm that QAnon is talking about is like still a ways off, but that storm is just conservatives being dead uh, in the sense that, you know, like the Republican Party will shift or whatever and probably just like it, it'll be like like progressives versus liberals. And that will be your your liberal and conservative. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, yeah, sure. I'm kind of liberal, but not nearly as liberal as my opponent. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like it's one of these things where you just look at the younger generation and how like one of the biggest things that I really make that makes me happy it's just how unreligious younger generations are. Just think, looking at all these things are like people under the age of 30, like 30% of them are agnostic or atheist or don't go to church or whatever. And you're just seeing this like massive uptick in people who just don't care about organized religion in any way, shape or form. And that, and, and you just look at that compared to basically the fact that all Republicans are doing is just chasing evangelical votes, uh, demonizing uh, LGBTQ plus people, uh, abortion, just running on all these like hard lunatic Christian issues. And it's like, you know, in 20 years when all these people in their twenties are now in their forties and they're voting because eventually around sometime in the in your mid thirties, you figure out, Hey, wait a minute, I should start voting on this shit. This, this is kind of important. And, and their voters go from being 70 to dead. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's a problem for them. And that's a serious thing where they're going to have to bridge this gap where you're going to have an electorate that is going to be definitely less white, but more importantly than that, they're going to be less religious, which I think is really devastating to them because that's the cudgel they use in all this shit. There's a reason why Q is always posting the Bible and telling people God wins and just all this stuff. Cause they're just, they're just so all in on just like hardcore, angry Christianity and it's a losing play with younger generations. And I, and I mean, for that, I'm grateful. Yeah. Secularism really gets my pee pee rigid. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> happy that the younger generations are turning away, away from religion and away from conservative values. And, uh, you know, the, the, the side, the, the side, uh, effect of that is that we have to deal with a lot of like really vocal, like really passionate, but really uninformed progressives yelling on the internet. But if that's the way it's got to be, I mean, so so be it. I, I I yearn for the day where my Republican enemies are all dead, uh, you know, for, for legal reasons, metaphorically dead, uh, or maybe just for them being old and literally dead. But I, I, I wish no violence upon them. But <laughs> when all of my Republican enemies are dead, uh, then I will shift my focus to uh, young young progressives that don't know shit about shit yelling about stuff on Facebook. Uh, but back uh, to the topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> do we have do we have any further uh, musings about uh, about Greenberg's confession and hopeful and Matt Gates' hopeful uh, soon to be prison sentence? By which I mean Epstein sentence. By which I mean uh, dead in prison for touching kids. I was about to segue us to the next item, so I was waiting for uh, my my opportunity. Go go ahead, good sir. The <laughs> the most ham oh, well, okay. segue I mean, ever. I, I mean, I I could try I could try to smooth it for you. All right, look, here, here we go. Th- this is me, sort of like this is your Rocky punching meat montage, and I'm like the grizzled <laughs> old dude, like yelling at you. Like, Come on, Rock! Come on, Sarge! It's just like okay, Sarge. 
we got a segue. We're going from one topic to another, and we were just done talking about Matt Gates. So, segue. You know what conservatives hate? Divorce. Nope. Anyone famous? Nope. 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 Let's try that one again. So we were literally. All right. Here we go. Sorry. We'll deal with it in the edit. We just stopped talking about Matt Gates and go. You know, uh, yeah, so Bill Gates is getting divorced after 27 years, and I'm sure no one has anything to say about that because he asked for privacy in this time of uh, in this time of need. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, everyone is taking it, it, it. It was it was a weak segue, but you finally did manage to croak out the world, Bill Gates. Yes. <laughs> uh, so our our boy, Bill Gates, who. Uh, has this has uh, engendered a lot of reactions from QAnon? Uh, like the smaller, more minor reaction from QAnon is that Bill Gates is an evil mad scientist. I was seeing some weird stuff about Melinda Gates running off with Dr. Fauci and stuff like that, which was like this weird meme that they had concocted. But um, there was some talk that like Melinda Gates was just leaving the guy that wanted to like blot out the sun with his evil death ray or whatever nonsense, um, whatever evil world plan of domination these people think Bill Gates is going to uh, inflict upon us. They were talking about that. But in general, when you talk about Melinda Gates to QAnon and these other just total knucklehead morons, uh, transphobia is the order of the day because uh, these people don't think that Melinda Gates uh, is this icon of femininity and female beauty in their eyes. So whenever they see her, their reaction is just, she's a man. And Bill Gates is leaving his male husband, wife, whatever abomination thing because these people live in this very weird, very twisted world where any woman who rises in any sort of stature to achieve wealth from any source is probably a dude. They're just all probably men originally. And then they uh, got gender reassignment surgery, even though they would never say that that politely. And, because this is the way they operate. It's and it's so strange. It's just I'm so glad they can mass get misogyny in there with transphobia on just any woman of power, like you said, because this is their their play with Michelle Obama as well. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. super weird. It's just like in, in in their in their eyes, any any woman with any modicum of power that they don't immediately want to bone down with has to be a guy. There's like there, there there's no way some unfuckable woman could could ever achieve power. The the only women that can achieve power are super fuckable. I mean, look at Donald Trump's wife and his daughter that he also wants to fuck. I mean, how hot do you have to be to have your own dad want to fuck you? I mean, come on, she's obviously like got a vagina, but it's just like, well, how about the the former first lady, or how about you know, uh, crazy rich philanthropist uh, Melinda Gates? And they're just like, yeah, they've got dicks, they've got dicks. Come on now, I mean, figure it out. And and this is the th- and the other thing about this is that they they'll start breaking this stuff down. If you've ever gone into the cesspool that is this like transphobic shithole that is uh, QAnon, I have not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so lucky. But I mean, mm. it's like it's, it's all these photos of these women, and they've got clothing bulges that are obviously penises. 
or um, just Adam's apples. They, they analyze these people in excruciating detail to try to prove that they're men because this is the participatory nature of QAnon in the game they play, where if you can quote-unquote prove that this woman is a dude, you can get all kinds of bro-fists and celebrations from your team because you're the one that did it. You proved that that lady is a guy, and that makes you super awesome because reasons? I mean, yeah, I mean, let's 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 say that tomorrow they finally found Hunter Biden's laptop, and on Hunter Biden's laptop was a video of Michelle Obama pulling out her enormous male penis and jerking off into the camera. Like, w- what does that change? Nothing. Like, she's not in power anymore. It, it like it didn't matter then because it shouldn't matter. But even even now, it matters. It matters so much less. Like, who gives a shit? Who who cares if Melinda Gates had a big swinging pair of balls? It doesn't fucking matter. Like, whoa, like, whoa, who cares? This is like a constant. It always comes back to this when uh, I try and explain this, usually to my partner. And by this, I mean all the QAnon shit. She looks at me and she goes, why? Why are they doing this? What's the end game? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you because so many role things that they come up with. Yeah, it's all a dumb game, but so many things they come up with. If you follow it with any critical thinking, it just crumbles and you're just like left flustered going, just like, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it because in the end, like, like if you follow it at all, you're like, why? Why does this matter? Like, I mean, at, at least with the dumb birther shit, like you could sort of understand what the terminus of that thinking is, right? They're yeah. just like, oh shit, if we could prove that Barack Obama was born in Kenya, that means that he couldn't be president, and like we could we can fucking impeach his ass and get him out of the seat and put in one of our boys. But it doesn't change a single thing if Michelle Obama ended up being a transgendered person. Like it, it just wouldn't change shit. It wouldn't do anything. Especially now that like Obama's not in office anymore, like nobody would give a fuck, and, and hasn't been for two presidents now. Like we're so far gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would it would be like uh, finding finding evidence that like Bill Clinton was actually born in Mexico or something. It's like sorry, horses out of the barn. It's over. Like uh, what Sarge was asking about, like why do they say these things? It, it this goes back to the whole Illuminati, New World Order thing where they they believe that the bad guys have to just hammer us with their perversion they have to just de- the tears of a deluge of just anti-christian anti-god horrible bad stuff and that the bad guys are trying to basically like make the world a, a no-no zone and then God will get sad and leave, and then Satan can take over and run everything. So that's the whole point of having an illegal uh, a president who's illegal to be president because he was born in Kenya, and he's not, and his wife is really a man, and he's really gay, and his kids are adopted, and it's all a lie because it's that whole nonsense about the Matrix and how you subconsciously have to accept it that like 
the, the normies, 99% of the normal people in the world are accepting of this, like just this den of lies that is now in our White House. But me, the, the genius 1% ultra brain, I know the truth about the Obamas and I can see through their Luciferian deception. And that's what makes me super smart and is what allows me to go to bed and sleep at night without like realizing that like my life is totally uh, worthless and that I have like spend all day on the internet LARPing. So, I mean, that's kind of what they're going for. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, first of all, I'm really glad that Sarge is typing right now because it's definitely coming through on the mic super loud. Uh, And and second (laughs) of all, so and there was no real way for me to communicate that in any more subtle way. So stop typing if your mic is on you, dingus. And (laughs) But back to my original point, uh, I'm very glad that Michelle Obama uh, decided to beat us over the head with her uh, wildly obvious transgenderism by doing nothing but behave like a very classy lady for eight years. That that monster. It was so obvious that she was a man by the way she carried herself, like an incredibly classy woman the whole time. It's just, it really... It just goes to show you how these people just hate. They're just so angry all the time, and they're especially misogynistic and racist, and then they get to lump that in with transphobia on top of it, because it made me laugh so much, uh, again, going into the uh, months before the election... They just couldn't hate Joe Biden. They just couldn't do it. He just didn't get him off because he was an old white dude. Q even had a post where he talked about a quote-unquote change of batter. And it's all they were talking about is how Joe was going to get yanked at the last minute. And they were going to get a Hill Dog, Michelle Obama, hate orgy ticket in, in their place. So that QAnon could just like properly be full of anger and vitriol all the time. They've finally warmed to the task of hating Sleepy Joe now that he dunked on the God Emperor and removed him from the White House. They finally figured out that they can actually hate Joe Biden, an old white guy. They can finally do it. They can finally be angry at him. But they really didn't want to be angry at him because, again, Joe Biden's superpower is boring. He's so boring that not even QAnon could get mad at him until after he won the presidency. Then and only then we're like, oh, man, fuck that guy. He beat Trump. Even though he didn't really beat Trump, he's fucking stole that shit. Fucking bullshit. (laughs) Speaking of Trump, what's he up to? Give Give me some Trump news. Uh, well, the news we have on Trump right now is he has released a brand new social media platform which appears to be a blog. It appears to be something that only he can actually post on. So it's basically uh, like www.presidenttrump at geocities.com or whatever. I mean, this is like the most... Livejournal.com backslash POTUS. It's a WordPress. He's just writing fan fiction. Oh, God, the fan fictionist. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, basically uh, what I saw right before we started posting was, and I posted this right before we got into the into the podcast, was uh, Torba, our boy Torbs from Gab, uh, had uh, Mindy Robinson, uh, another right-wing grifter, being like, hey, it's nice that Trump did this, but he's the only one who can comment on his quote-unquote social media platform, so I really don't see the point of it. So, like, he, like I Torp just trying to like go about this gingerly because it is the God Emperor and you got to be kind of smooth when you're dealing with the God Emperor. But 
also he runs Gab and he doesn't want the competition from Trump. So he's got to let everybody know that this quote unquote social media platform of Trump's is actually a blog and it's dumb and it's stupid and it sucks. And you need to stay on Gab, Gab, the land of winners. And by winners, I mean anti-Semites. I love the idea that like a lot of people, a lot of people would look at what Trump is doing and and just say, hey, man, it's pretty obvious that Donald Trump does not know what a social media platform is. But I think it's much more likely that Donald Trump does does know what a social media platform is. And in his mind, social media platform is a place where he says shit and you read it like he's just like, this is what Twitter was for. He's like, Twitter was for me to say stuff to my fans. And uh, like, I'd never cared that they could reply to me. I I never give a single fuck about that. Like all that matters to me is that I get to say what I want to say to my fans. And that's what social media is. And I don't think that, I don't think he's too stupid to like, I don't think it's stupidity that makes him not realize what social media is. I think it's vanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't care as long as he can put his name on it. And that's what he got. He was deplatformed, but not no more. So the uh, so the, the my pillow guy killed himself over this shit, right? Like he, he just <laughs> he, he threw himself off a bridge immediately. Uh, the my pillow guy. Um, people just pointed out that uh, Frank. Um, they they had they had a list. They they had screenshots of the bill that uh, he was the people who, bu- who built the quote unquote social media platform for the my pillow guy. They basically charged him a million dollars for a bunch of servers, and that was really it. I mean, this was such an obvious grift from the people who hit heard Mike Lindell say, Hey, I'm going to start a social media platform. So uh, how do you do that kids? And the next thing you know, some company is whining and dining him and getting uh, an almost million dollar payout for a bunch of crap that, will never actually create a stable and secure platform that people can post content on. And I mean, Hey, the greatest free speech platform ever known to man in which you cannot swear nor disparage the name (laughs) of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, And you also can't lie about people. That was another thing that he was talking about doing before the whole thing, uh, crashed brutally and absolutely never even existed. But he talked about how on Frank, you weren't going to be allowed to quote unquote lie about people. Who was going to be the arbiter of that and how? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, like this thing was such an absolute shit show the whole way that there was never a chance that um, this was going to, this was going to ever get off the ground. Uh, Cause he didn't, well, I mean like doing. 100% of the posts on Gab and Telegram and all these other fucking, you know, uh, QAnon right wing racist, misogynistic, anti-Semitic like platforms. Like they're all lies. You, you know, like uh, the but pe- people were were having a a fun time dunking on uh, that gab thread recently, uh, where they were just like, "Let's talk about World War Two," and like all the comments were just like, "The Holocaust didn't happen. Hitler did nothing wrong." And it's just like, well, I mean, those are lies. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but that's untrue. Yeah, that that was, that was our boy Ghost Ezra who randomly posted a thing. He's like, "Hey, are we ready to get into World War Two yet?" And uh, whenever any of these idiots get, talk about "quote unquote" getting into World War Two, they're basically uh, they're basically getting. There's only there's only two points of view you can have with with these shitheads. Is that one? 
Uh, World War II was run by shadowy people on both sides, manipulating Hitler into starting the war and then manipulating the allies to fight Hitler to further their evil agenda. Even though it's, they, they can never exactly explain to you how the people who rule the world need war to make a buck off anything. If you already run everything, why do you need war? It doesn't make any sense, but that's like the also, main. Also, isn't part of their anti Semitic playbook to think that that like the Jews run everything. So that would be like a pretty bold strategy. If you were part of like the winning, the already winning team to just be like, all right. And now to win harder, we have to kill most of us. So let's, let's get that popping. Like, and it's just like, yeah, like trying to, trying to consume your own for greater power. That's not really, that doesn't really seem like a, like Jewish Illuminati, like play so much (laughs) as it seems like a, like, Republican Party in 2021 play. The sad thing about this is, is that these people do go down that rabbit hole. This is what we started talked about last week, where this it's never a joke with these people. The the they they've just created layer after layer of nonsense to justify their cognitive dissonance to the point where they'll be like the Rothschild family which literally dealt with centuries of anti-Semitic persecution because they were the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds aren't actually really Jews, is how this this logic goes. They weren't really Jews, and they're just like sort of evil tricksters, but not Jews. And then they got Hitler to be an anti-Semite and attack the real Jews, and then everyone felt bad, so they created Israel so that the evil Rothschilds could get control of Israel and then unleash their evil plans on everybody. So it was in the anti-Semite in the anti-Semite's mind, the fake Jews started the, the the Holocaust to kill the real Jews, although it probably didn't even really happen because reasons. It's just so absurd the levels of denial they have to go through in order to try to make it all fit. But uh, in the, that, that's what you just said is that's the thing is that uh, the bad guys were behind the scenes on all fronts manipulating it. And then you can then take the, the turn to quote unquote, like the extreme right wingers where they eventually get to the point where like, oh yeah, Hitler was the good guy in World War II. Just period, point blank. Hitler yes. was the good guy. And then, inter- and then what they'll actually say is international Jewry conspired to defeat and crush Hitler so that they may maintain their Zionist grip on the world. So those are the, that those are the two possible options you get when you uh, have one of these shitheads say, Hey, you want to talk about world war two? It's just the darkest. And and, uh, knowing our friend ghost Ezra, I'm sure that uh, his, his uh, policy on the whole thing is that Hitler never died. Like some some actor <laughs> propped up by the Illuminati was in that bunker. It was never Hitler. Hitler got away. He founded the island that Tupac went to live on. It was a great thing. Because for for Ghost Ezra, nobody ever really dies. It would, which is weird because so many of these QAnon promoter people are big into Christ, and the whole point of Christianity is death. Like it's just like be a good boy when you're alive because when you die, shit gets awesome if you were good. So uh, like I, I don't know if Ghost Ezra like presents himself as any sort of religious but that would be like a weird like balancing act to just be like oh yeah you know i believe in the the love of christ and how every like death is everyone's final reward and you know you go to paradise and all that shit except at the same time nobody ever really dies it's all just actors and holograms and robots it's all a video game the world is one big video game that's why hitler's not dead 
he's going to jump in a cyber suit with two Gatlin guns and fight you at any moment. That's going to be uh that's going to be the, the, the Kevin Sorbo, Kirk Cameron uh, project that nobody ever, ever wanted. Uh, <laughs> e- even more than God's not dead is Hitler's not dead. And it's going to be uh wildly, wildly successful in QAnon circles and bomb hard everywhere else. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo bums me out. Cause I used to love Hercules. Anytime I read anything from Kevin Sorbo, it just bums me out. Yeah, but I mean, did you ever love anything else that he was ever in besides Hercules? And if so, what was it? Because I can't name a single other fucking thing that he's in besides Hercules and God's Not Dead. Like, that—that that is the entirety of Kevin Sorbo's career to me. Ooh, wow, I couldn't tell you without loudly typing. Because when I was loudly typing earlier, I was looking up the villain from Turbo Teen to try and get a reference in. It's Dark Rider, by the way. Hey, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that when I gave you the call out on the keyboard clicking and clack, but it just so happens that, be, that, that, that the call out was worth it because once again, it was you biffing a reference. <laughs> no, I was trying to not biff a reference and this microphone is incredibly sensitive because it's my worst microphone. Anyway, I heard Michael Flynn forgot the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> See, and you could have segued that by saying, I forgot who Turbo Teen's nemesis was. Speaking of forgetting stuff, Michael Flynn forgot the Pledge of Allegiance. God! No, ham-fisted. Ham-fisted all the way. I'm just reading the cues today. It's 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 like being Tom Brady and having to like sit on the sidelines while you watch like fucking like, you know, peewee football. You're just like, oh, geez. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I could have said Alex <laughs> Smith. I would have taken that. Uh, Alex. No, because the point is, is that I'm good at what I do, so I would be Tom Brady, <laughs> and you yeah. are learning, but in the learning process, not very good. And that is Pee Wee football. Like, well, why would I? Why would I compare myself to Alex Smith? It's, no, it's no. Not... Compare. I was saying you'd compare me to Alex Smith. Oh, I was about to say compare me to Alex Smith. Like, why would I compare myself to Alex Smith? It's not like when I take a. It's not like when I make a reference, it misses my receiver by ten yards. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boom! Take that, Alex Smith. No one cares about your heroic return to football. Good. Yeah. Hell, if you're God. listening, Alex Smith, you're a bum, and you've always been a bum. Anyway, yes, Michael <laughs> Flynn sucks. <laughs> I think we've covered it. No. Uh, so this was hilarious. Um, there is one thing that is like really important uh, when you are doing public speaking, and that is is that when you get all red in the face and angry about something you would better stick the landing on that thing or you are going to look really bad. So what happened here was Michael Flynn was doing his standard bullshit, uh, probably some stuff about Arizona, this, that, the other thing, just riling up a crowd of people for our real president, the greatest man that ever lived, Donald Trump, Yargle Bargle. And, As this was going on, he then got into this just whipped into a frenzy about the Pledge of Allegiance and how (laughs) now we're going to say the pledge. okay, everybody, we're all going to say the pledge. And as he's screaming and yelling about it, he then starts getting all into the reverence and the pageantry and the ceremony of the pledge. And he makes everybody get on their feet, get out of your chairs, stand up. And then he's like, put your hand over your heart. Take your hat off. He's just doing it all. He's doing the whole nine yards that we're going to, we're going to say the pledge in the most like solemn, intense. This is the pledge to end all pledges. You've never seen a pledge of allegiance taken with more sincerity and passion than this one. And he starts it and 
basically after the first two lines, he thinks the word indivisible is way too early and you can sort, and the crowd is like saying it very loudly and he's, but he's talking into the mic so you can hear him over the crowd. And when he goes to say indivisible, the crowd starts saying the right things over him. So he gets like halfway through the word indivisible and just stops because he realizes he's fucked up. And then the crowd carries it for uh, the majority of the pledge after that. And he just stands there in silence. And by the time they get to like the uh, under God, one that section, then Flynn comes back in and they finish the pledge. And then everyone roars in approval. And then Flynn's <laughs> just like, great job, everybody. Nailed the pledge. Love you all because you love America. We're, we're winning, Bob. And it was just, it was just so funny because you just can't do that. You just can't get red in the face and freak out about this. Uh, public display of patriotism and then after building it up for two minutes you go to do it and then you just face plant you just like literally slip on a banana peel and just dunk your head right into a pie just, i mean it was just, it was <laughs> the just- last five years has shown us anything you absolutely can biff stuff like this and if my performance in this episode has shown you anything you can just keep biffing just non-stop biffs just all the way down the line uh, yeah, no, I, when I saw the video of this, I tried to say the Pledge of Allegiance in my head, and I also, the two first two lines are real strong from elementary school, but after that, uh gets a little hazy. <laughs> really? That shit is still ingrained in my fucking brain, and I'm not exactly the most patriotic cat, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, America sucks in a lot of ways, and I always, like, w- once, I, once I got to, like, middle school, and I found out that they could not force me to do the Pledge of Allegiance, I stopped doing it. Uh, I was pretty pretty ahead of the curve on the fucking protesting our shitty country thing. I think it was like literally like sixth grade. I was just like, oh, you can't make me do this? Well, the fuck do I want to stand it up and reciting this dumb shit? Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, First Amendment <laughs> rights, baby. So, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, but th- that that has not stopped me from uh, completely memorizing it. And, you know, I could, I could nail that shit cold. And if I wanted to waste a bunch of our time, I would do it here and then intentionally fuck up midway through it. Uh, to make some sort of point about Michael Flynn, but uh, I don't feel like croaking out even that much of the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say is that uh, when you actually like go back and read the pledge, it's just so obvious that when they when we when we slid under God into the pledge in like the nineteen fifties, that it makes it, it it makes it shitty. It, it gets flo- real clunky. It doesn't flow at all. It's it's like. One nation indivisible like works. That's like a beat. But then when you go one nation under God indivisible, it's just so like just one nation under God loving pizza, kicking ass, taking names, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Pew pew. Yeah. Right. I was I was a real hellraiser. I always said one nation invisible, and I was never caught. Rebel to this day. <laughs> you you rascally scam. <laughs> now, w- was that intentional or did you just not know what the word indivisible was? Uh, it started out not knowing and then I kept doing it to be a rebel when I learned <laughs> indivisible. 
That is, uh, that's like uh, in, in the song Poker Face, half the time Lady Gaga says Poker Face, she actually says Fucker Face. And she pointed out that like only one radio station in America caught her and edited it. It was like, <laughs> it, was like it was like Kiss in Los Angeles or something, like figured out what she was doing. And uh, I was that that made me laugh. And I actually, uh, when you watch the music video, if they don't edit it, you see that it's wrong. You see that her lip sync doesn't match because she actually is just lip syncing poker when she's really saying fucker, which is just I don't know why that popped into my head, but it did. It just made me laugh. <laughs> it is kind of great. I mean, is, isn't Lady day. Gaga just great in general? I mean, look, I, I, I get why people love Beyonce. Beyonce is like wildly talented, and I like her a lot, uh, even if I don't love her fan base. But I feel like Lady Gaga doesn't get enough credit as a pop star. I feel like she, she was really crushing it for a long time there and then decided to stop crushing it in the public eye to go do, like, fucking lounge shows. Like, just, you know, she's just like, I'm just going to tour the world doing, like, intimate little, like, 50 to 100 person sets in these, like, cool, smoky like, you know, speakeasies uh, with, like, Tony Bennett or whatever playing <laughs> yeah, piano for me. Yeah, it was to- it was Tony Bennett and her were doing, like, standards. Or they doing, like, the-, the lady is a tramp and all that stuff. And that always made me laugh so much because that was at the time, that was back in the Halcyon days, ages before QAnon, when Lady Gaga was just, like, the ultimate Illuminati queen. And all I can imagine is, like, George Soros and Lucifer and all the other bad guys that are in the, the, ch- in the chairman's table are talking to Lady Gaga and they're like, we've lined up your latest uh, stadium tour where you'll be uh, brainwashing tens of thousands of people every night with uh, your satanic music. And then she's like, no, I'm going to go do jazz standards with Tony Bennett. And they're like, what? No. She's like, no, but I'm going to brainwash a bunch of 60 and 70 year olds, like 50 of them at a pop. And they're just like, oh, but you can get 200, you can get 20,000 18 year olds a night. And she's like, no, I like this better. This is my play. I'm going to, I'm going to put subliminal messages into all these old tiny songs and like warp the elders into being Moloch worshipers or something. I I just always. She's one of the few people where I would believe it when she says it's not about the money. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like a power move. I mean, which isn't to discount the fact that she, like, did the Super Bowl halftime show and shit. I mean, she was on literally the biggest stage possible, but then also in some of the smallest, most intimate stages possible. So, like, I don't know. I feel like like, it's weird to say that somebody who reached the level of success as Lady Gaga, you know, she she was a fucking a star's board and she's, like, sold, like, like millions and millions of records. It's kind of weird being like, man, Lady Gaga doesn't get enough credit. More people should be talking about Lady Gaga. That's kind of how I feel. I just think she was, like, one of the best of like the quote unquote modern pop stars. Like any, anytime anybody's trying to talk to me about Ariana Grande, I'm just like, can we talk about Lady Gaga instead? I mean, at least Lady Gaga doesn't look like she's 12. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with you. Lady Gaga is great. Uh, I do agree with you. Lady Gaga does look like a full grown woman. In fact, I don't think Matt Gates would want to have sex with Lady Gaga at all. No, he definitely wouldn't pay her. He's a real jerk. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm now just thinking of the Drake meme with like the rejection being Lady Gaga and the acceptance being Ariana Grande <laughs> for Matt Gates, and it's just like uh, this. And is- I do need to state for the record before people come at me with their pitchforks. I know it's not Ariana Grande's fault she looks the way she does. I'm not casting aspersions on the way she looks. It is that the pop, uh, m- you know, pop culture, pop media, like pop stardom machine, uh, really wants to sexualize her. And she is of a legal age to be sexualized, and that is fine if she is cool with it. But when I look at her being sexualized from the neck down, it's just like, yeah, I kind of get it. And then from the neck up, I'm just like, 
oh, I want to buy her a new backpack for her first day in seventh grade. Like, what? How am I supposed to jerk off to this? <laughs> I'm not Matt Gates. This, is, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm not about like I'm not about that fucking love hotel emoji when it comes to Ariana Grande. I'm more love about hotel listen to her music emoji. and appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I would be classy enough to pay her in cash, not through an app. That's just tacky and All right. traceable. All right, okay. Sarge. Uh, uh, here we here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tee this one up for you and let's see if you could spike it down. Uh, let's just say that uh, Lady Gaga, uh, more so than Ariana Grande, uh, gives me wood. <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've got Lynn Wood goes even more full QAnon, which I missed what that was about. So, Mike, tell me. Uh, so, Lynn Wood uh, decided on his uh, Telegram where he all he's literally doing nowadays is screaming and yelling about how uh, Drew McKissick, his opponent for the uh, chairmanship of the Republican Party in South Carolina, uh, is doing evil, corrupt, bad things to him. So uh, he had a post where he said, uh, current uh, South Carolina GOP chair Drew McKissick is terrified of the wackadoodlers for Lynn, which uh, that doesn't sound great. And then he continues by saying he should be. The wackadoodlers don't like cheaters. They don't like Drew. And they will wacko Drew into holding an honest election on May 15th. Then the wackadoodlers will wacko Drew out of office. Where wackadoodlers go one, wackadoodlers go all. Drew cannot stop the wackadoodle that is coming. Is he, are you reading this verbatim? Is verbatim. he really typing out wackadoodle yes. like 20 times? Yes. This is verbatim direct from Lindgren's, uh, Linwood's telegram. Uh, that he this is, is what happens when somebody thinks they're saying <sighs> something really funny and clever, and it turns out that what they're saying is just complete gibberish. It is not funny, nor is it clever. Like wordplay, like w- wordplay is not easy, you know. So some people just have more talent for it than others, you know. He he's, he says like breathing on his knuckles and rubbing them on his chest. Uh, but it, 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 it's it's certainly like not a skill that anybody could just do. Like if this guy was to like the other day at work, I had to make a binder full of my cheat sheets for various stuff, and I labeled that like 
my binder of sheets of cheats, which is just a dumb way to say that thing that might give somebody <laughs> a laugh when they look at it. But I did not write like a fucking 200 word, like, you know, missive about like my sheet of cheats. And, you know, if you go to the sheet of the cheats, then you cheat in the sheet of the cheat of the sheet. And it's just like at some point it just becomes fucking gibberish. Like you lose the thread instead of being funny. You just start to like, <laughs> like you, instead of funny confusing, you become actual confusing. And that sucks all the air out of it. Wackadoodles. He, I, I am uh, scro- I am scrolling through his Telegram right now, and he uses the term again in another post about how the South Carolina wackadoodlers shall not allow the McKissick Graham cabal to cheat in South Carolina. So he- you know, you know who could get away with this shit is Foghorn Leghorn. If Foghorn Leghorn was typing this, and you were just picturing it, just being like, "Now I now I say wackadoodles are gonna wackadoodle and the wacko Derek back," like, okay, I mean, maybe then, like, like if I knew Lynn Wood to sound like uh, an old school silk suit, like hat wearing, straw sticking out of his mouth, Southern gentleman type, like maybe maybe that would play a little better. But I've heard Lynn Wood; he doesn't sound funny at all. I'm just a humble hyperspace chicken lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, or or or, or, or uh, for for a better for a, a better class of people, uh, the Venture brother, Brothers reference a, a tiny attorney. <laughs> so many riffs on that character. <laughs> oh my now, God. I have a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of uh, history with these costume villain types on account of my uh, uh, tragic affliction, <laughs> a wackadoodle. <laughs> Oh man! If any of them ever actually sees the inside of a courtroom, I I hope they're represented by tiny attorney. I it, it's really amazing to me that this is where we're at in twenty twenty one, where literally there's about nine hundred people, I think like eight hundred and seventy people that are going to vote for the who gets to be the chair of the Republican Party of South Carolina. And Linwood thinks he can win a majority of these people by just being pure QAnon. Just not even subtle about it. Just nope. literally, if you if you vote for me, I'm the QAnon guy. My opponent is not the QAnon guy. I think there's 450 of you, roughly, in this crowd that want the South Carolina Republican Party to be run by a guy who is openly and proudly a supporter of QAnon. That's that's when that my Lin- opponent doesn't believe that Joe Biden is a hologram. <laughs> Enough said. Right. Like, he possibly is a wackadoodle. I wonder if he's trying to get that on a T-shirt. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, it is just not going to fly. It's no witches and warlocks. It's no Alice and Wonderland. Although although you could you could just fucking put a little spin on it and make a wackadoodle shirt. You, know, you put a big Q right in the middle of there. Are you going to use your powers for evil? Are you going to sell your services, L? I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a shameless whore when it comes to that. If 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 any of these if any of these Q idiots want to come to me for my special brand of wordplay, <laughs> I will uh I will incredibly discreetly accept Bitcoin payments from them and then uh, <laughs> you know sp- splash around some of that cash via easily traceable Venmo interactions. <laughs> like here, here's your pithy punch up for that stupid Q thing you wanted to post uh, love hotel emoji <laughs> uh, Mike speaking of stupid Q things I believe I saw you post on Twitter that Ron did and did not give us a new Q drop 
Oh, God. Uh, Ron Watkins went full Riddler Q on Telegram uh, a couple days ago. Just literally the the straight-up bullshit of here are the bullet points, here are the questions. Uh, it was about Bill Gates' uh, divorce. It was, uh, in what situations can a divorce be strategic? Why would the government announce a partnership to utilize private industry for spying on citizens? Do they already have the data they need? Can data be obtained illegally? The data obtained illegally can be used in court by showing the data was obtained legally. Can illegally obtained data now be presented, quote unquote, legally in court? Uh, all this is missing is a, why is this relevant? I mean, really, this is just. Uh, pure... I, missed, I missed him. I missed the Q drops. It was so, it's such gibberish. Uh, the funniest thing about this is uh, he had one last post where he says, does the government partnering with private industry to spy on citizens indicate a move away from the five eyes? And I actually had someone DM me and say that like five eyes is exclusively militarily based. Like anything five eyes does has to be with a military intent and with like actual uh, under the auspices of the various uh, militaries of those five nations. It's just not snooping around on your Facebook because we fucking feel like it. There are very what the, what the fuck are the five eyes? Can we get Ben Stein to explain that to me? Oh wow, what a reference! My God, <laughs> I'm a king amongst men. <laughs> uh, the, the the five eyes are like the, are the five nations that have uh, basically a massive intelligence uh, sharing uh, pact in place, and it's America. It's America. Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the UK. So it's basically a bunch of like formerly British colonies and Britain. And so, uh, and then there's like nine eyes. There's like other intelligence groups on top of that, but like five eyes is the main group that people know about. And Ron is trying to bullshit the idea that like we like America is now outsourcing five eyes to Facebook and Google, which is not fucking true in the slightest. And it is incredibly ignorant to think that. Wow. I I know the, uh, my understanding is the five eyes kind of backed off America under Trump because he was just so loose lipped. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean like everyone was just sort of like, uh, should we actually share and Cause he like burned Israeli sources for Putin and stuff like that. It was just a thing where you just can't trust Trump with your information because he's a blabbermouth. He's a moron. And it's really hard to have state secrets when you know that this guy is the type of person who's like, Hey, you see that operation in Germany? I ordered that. It's like, no, Donald, no, no. <laughs> we I, did it. We need to make a, a funny chart and post it on Twitter where it's just like one eye Cyclops, two eyes, normal, three eyes, spiritual, four eyes, visually impaired, five eyes, global conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that shit escalated quickly. <laughs> that works for me. Oh my god, I I I am honestly a little annoyed with him that he just didn't do another Q drop because it's just so obviously a Q drop, and I mean everyone knows now except for the QAnon idiots who will never admit it. I, well, I mean they they, they got to fucking know they they just like you know it's. In, in the same way that you you can like willfully 
suppress any information you want. You know what I mean? Like it's like Jeff Winger said in that one episode of community, like most of the lies that people say are like told like three inches in front of the mirror or whatever. It's like, you can lie to yourself about all sorts of shit, especially the identity of your great prophet. Uh, because to, to unmask the great prophet would, would significantly reduce a lot of their power. Like, (laughs) like who the fuck could take, like, like if Ron was just like, I was Q the whole time. They were like, all right, cool. You want to show us any documents that prove that you ever had Q level clearance? And he'd be like, uh, don't worry about it. I'm keeping that under my stupid hat. And then people would just be like, oh, well, then you are full of shit. And some amount of the QAnon supporters would at that point, I think, like, actually just be like, oh, the emperor has no clothes, but his message would good. So we're just going to keep the message going and say, fuck this guy. Oh, they would just say the deep state got to Ron and made him say those things. I mean, that that it would it would be this immediate thing where Ron is not Q. Even if Ron claimed he was Q, they would just deny him because they they got to keep the game going. And that's how you do it. I mean, In fact, I, you, you know, like Mike brings up a good point. Maybe, maybe the easiest way to get Ron to stop being relevant at all would be to finally trick him into admitting that he was Q in some way, or just like convince him to just be like, "Hey, man, like, just give it up. Just, just tell us that you're Q, and just like, in, like, talk into this tape recorder, just say, "Yo, I was Q the whole time," and then we could like leak that shit on the internet, and nobody would give a fuck about that dude anymore, except for Vice. Vice News would go and just be like, "We finally did it, cracking the identity of the enigmatic Q." It was the person we all thought it was the whole time. Actually, now that I know how the story ends, it would make a much better, a much better episode of the new Unsolved Mysteries, which is <laughs> that, that, show, that show we call it Solved Mysteries because every single episode, well, not every single episode, some of them are about aliens, but a lot of the episodes are just like cops being like, well, we're pretty sure we know who done it, but we don't have the evidence to arrest them. So do, 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 so dumb. <laughs> I guess QAnon is just easy copy for Vice. I, I have several news sites up here while we're recording, usually to like double check information. Advice, like I just scrolled through Vice and they had Bill QAnon's freaking out about Bill Melinda Gates divorce. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't hate Vice as much as my scoring a bunch of points on them on the podcast would indicate. Uh, like, they do make a bunch of missteps, and it is pretty easy to uh, talk shit about the Hipster News Network. But, you know, Vice also does a lot of good reporting. Like, they, they, like I, I'm not here to say that all Vice's reporters are stupid. I'm just saying that Vice's documentary on Q was uh, off the mark in its approach. Let's just say. Yeah, I will remind everyone they were founded by the same guy that founded the Proud Boys. Nice. Uh, Well, and that being said, if uh, you were a journalist who works for Vice News and you would like us for any one of your various articles about (laughs) QAnon, you you, you can hit us up. I'm just going to tell you straight up, though. Once again, like I said at the top of the episode, I am not a journalist. I do not do research. I'm here to bring the funny. If you want to me to bring funny, you bring money. You give me money, I give you funny. Eh? Eh? <laughs> That's the important part of the bit is to lean into it hard. We are entertainers, not reporters. Uh, that's, I mean, that's Mike great. is an expert, which makes sense yeah. because he's fucking boring as shit. So, <laughs> zing. That's that's how this works. <laughs> I am absolutely the straight man, and I just sit here and just let Sergeant L dunk on me as hard as possible. And then oh, occasionally, okay. occasionally, I get to attack Sarge. But, uh, but I know my place. I, I know I, I I'll be the straight man. I know not to step to L, and therefore I avoid doing so. So <laughs> everything works out great.
I, I, I love how that like this this segment has suddenly turned into like it's sounding like you guys are in an abusive relationship with me <laughs> when <laughs> technically I am the, like I I and Sarge are the guest hosts on like Mike Raines' show because you like Mike Raines is the expert he's just like oh I know not to step to L he, he, he might compare me to some fucking obscure ass 80s cartoon villain that I've never heard of before that, that would hurt that it would cut me deep I I, I don't want to I don't want to have such a terrible thing happen to me listeners <laughs> I asked to be on this podcast. I, I almost begged. I was like, please let me podcast with you just so I can get insulted at least once a week for the quality of my microphone. Let's go to listener questions. Give them to me. I want them right now. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. <laughs> Still love hey, and, and also, to be fair, I, I wasn't giving you shit for your crappy microphone. In fact, I apologized on behalf of you at the top of the episode for your crappy <laughs> microphone. What I was giving you shit about was your incredibly noisy keyboard. It's like you it's like you've got a fucking Stetson typewriter over there, and you're just like, oh, let me let me look up this turbo tune reference. Clackety clack, 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 clack. <laughs> it's a mechanical keyboard, and it came with eight million tiny little rubber bands that I could slip over every single key to silence them and that just seemed so challenging and my other microphone is directional so does not usually pick up when i'm typing during our recording <laughs> you just got a hipster computer suitable for browsing a uh, vice's website which is to say that it's a stetson typewriter connected to a 1950s <laughs> tube tv and uh, that is how you surf the internet like and then you 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 drive to work on your fixed gear bicycle and you know you love supporting local businesses yeah, you see how I made that a little positive there at the end. It was like, oh, he, 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 uh, th- three three shitty things about hipsters, or at least dumb things about hipsters, and then one nice thing because they're actually great people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, onto the mailbag. Yes, so, let's do this. So, uh, Ocean Blues uh, has returned. Uh, the the person who has a period for a uh, handle on Twitter, and they said tracing myths or conspiracies back can be impossible with so many influences. But have you guys seen Rosemary's Baby, the nineteen seventy eighty uh, sixty seven movie that has all the elements there? There's a part where she's drugged to be taken advantage of in a satanic ritual. She dreams of JFK's boat party of other ladies. She's sold out by her husband to become an actor. Like this is kind of like the like nuts and bolts of like the Illuminati as it were. So uh, I have never actually seen uh, ancient Rosemary's baby Uh, looking it up. I found out that it was directed by Roman Polanski, which uh, is, which is an ouch, we shall say. And it stars Mia Farrow, which means, Oh man, that just got really weird. Hey, Tuck, remember that time uh, we watched (laughs) Rosemary's baby? Remember that time we did an eight ball of Coke and watched Rosemary's baby and jerked off to it. Tuck, where you go, Tuck? (laughs) isn't Polanski still like not in hiding in France because he'll be cuffed and stuff actually anytime he comes back to America yeah it turns out that when you're a convicted rapist fleeing like your fucking sentence or whatever you just don't get to come back to America anymore no matter how many people are willing to for whatever weird reason give you a pass because you make good movies I guess it's like who gives a shit you're like (laughs) convicted of raping a 13 year old or whatever fuck that guy yeah, but yeah. my wife got murdered by Manson. Anyway, but I, I also, uh, yeah, I've also never seen Rosemary's Baby. But in terms of like its Illuminati connections, like I, I would just assume that that's probably horse before the carriage, right? Because I, I, I like if I had to guess, I would say a lot of the Illuminati shit is baked out of the same conspiracy minded nonsense that make people think that the Freemasons control the world. 
Yeah, but my, my, but my brains would know better than I would. No, I mean, yeah, this this is like. Uh, I, b- being the fact that this was in like the, the '60s, it's like kind of a little before its time in the sense that it's going after the quote unquote Satanists as being the bad guys, but it's still the whole kind of thing where if you want to get ahead in the world and you want to become rich, powerful, successful, et cetera, et cetera, you have to like see the bad people and do the bad thing, and uh, those bad people in this case happen to be Satanists. Which is just like that kind of uh, bullshit nonsense. Yeah, they were they were slightly ahead of the curve in that Dungeons and Dragons hadn't made Satanism cool again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, like this 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 predates when suddenly it became scary and terrifying if your child played Dungeons and Dragons, and not just because they were a nerd. When Gary Gygax was like, "I'm tired of having to measure out the distance between our minis to determine set, so I'm going to simplify the rules and give it a fantasy spin." And oh yeah, by the way, hail Satan! And let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, t- take out your d20 and roll for selling your soul to the devil. You have succeeded. Boom! That's it. You are now part of a, a satanic death cult. You lucky son of a gun! And if you critically succeed, you become in the upper echelon of the. Uh, you get like an eighteen double zero when you're the upper echelon of uh, Satanists playing D and D. That's right, baby. I got that eighteen double zero second edition D and D. I'm a fire. Yes. <laughs> Can it get more obscure? Maybe we'll watch. Maybe we'll watch Rosemary's Baby on the other pod. <laughs> that would be super weird, but yeah, I mean, love fucking Yobo. Yeah, we'll save uh, it for October. That's an October movie. Yeah. So, uh, Sub Zero Shirt Art asks How long <laughs> until Jordan Sather's following reaches the consensus that he's a shill in a deep state plant? Uh, if you don't know why this is a question, it's because Jordan, who is a whipping boy for the podcast and one of the easiest people in the world for me to goad into reacting to me because he's a dumb child who gets very upset when you bring up the fact that he he en- endorses people drinking bleach. Uh, Jordan has decided to cre- create this niche for himself where he is the police officer of what is a good idea and a bad idea in the QAnon world. He's the bouncer at the door that lets the idea in or out. And some ideas like the aforementioned Michelle Obama is a guy Jordan will let in. And also that we have uh, cures for all diseases in the world and there's anti-gravity stuff. And we probably have a base on the moon. All cool. But if you bring up like uh, the get rich quick schemes of Jaisera, Nysera, JFK Jr. being alive, Flat Earth, Hollow Earth, all of this kind of stuff, Jordan will shut that shit down. That shit is no bueno. And because Jordan is now stuck uh, fighting the far more popular crazy person, Ghost Ezra, and all of these other clowns uh, promoting this bullshit, he's finding himself uh, being... he's alienating his audience and a lot of his audience is like, Hey Jordan, why are you going at these people? They're Patriots just like you. Aren't we all supposed to be fighting the deep state? Like what gives man? And what Jordan doesn't understand is that conspiracy theories uh, become less and less tethered to reality as time goes on. And you are fighting against a, a, a bullshit inertia force that is unstoppable And it was something that always happens because people need more. They need some punch up. They need something more exciting than what they already got. When I got into the Kennedy assassination and stuff like that, back in my day, banging my, banging my (laughs) king on the ground, chasing the children off my lawn, as it were, 
you had the grassy knoll shooter. That was it. There was a guy in the grassy knoll. He shot JFK in the head. That was the conspiracy. Waka waka. When you kept going, and after the movie JFK came out, and after this, after it, people kept building on this shit and creating more and more ridiculously intricate and stupid conspiracies to explain how JFK got shot. There was this one guy who published books, and he came up with this theory that there was a guy on the grassy knoll with a camera that was recording the assassination. And then, uh, and then after it happened, people ran up to him. They stole his camera. They told him to shut up and never say anything, or he was going to get it. And he went through all these photos and he drew the outline of this guy in the shadows on the grassy oh, knoll. Badge man. No, badge man's the shooter. This guy is next to badge man, but it gets dumber and worse. They didn't just stop with drawing the outline of the guy on the knoll shooting and the guy on the knoll filming filming. This guy just kept drawing outlines and eventually he drew an outline of a guy wearing a German like World War One Kaiser helmet with the spike coming out of the top of it, being on the hill on Daily Plaza when it happened. And it's like, you know, when I'm trying to kill the president of the United States and keep it on the down low, as it were, I often wear a German war helmet with a giant golden spike jutting from the top of my head and this is this is what happens in all yeah i mean you 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 go you go (laughs) you go to dallas to assassinate the president you're like all right i've got my access to the 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 book depository i've got my rifle i've got my friend who happens to be a lineman on the orc team in blood bowl Right. I, I'm just oh, like I'm, I'm just feeling punchy. I'm just going to start the, these these obscure ass references are coming fast and furious. Yeah. It's funny because it like it like I like that, that that that's who I am as a person. Would you would you talk to me about German style spike helmet? I am not thinking about a German. I am thinking about an orc. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and immediately after last week's episode, I linked L information about Blood Bowl three. That's that's where we are. We're ready to start a Blood Bowl three league when that comes out. Oh God, that's that's gonna be part of the five dollar Patreon uh, bonus. <laughs> you, 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 you get an invite to the Blood Bowl three league, the league night. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and 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 much and much like the truth about the JFK assassination, that it was a single shooter who barely got the job done. Uh, Blood Bowl three looks fucking disappointing as fuck. So, uh-uh. uh uh-uh. But uh, yeah, that's right. If you work at Gamers Workshop, I'm here to tell you, you done fucked up. You done goofed. <laughs> so the, the thing about this is is that you go from just the shooter on the grassy knoll stuff to uh there's uh the mortal error book and movie there's rich man's trick and people just start coming up with all these cockamamie theories like the secret service shot jfk there was over 10 gunshots fired at kennedy during the attack just you start pulling yourself further and further away from the reality of what happened and the evidence of what's going on. Because if you like told me, Hey Mike, you're going on stage tonight to debate somebody and you're going to argue that a conspiracy killed JFK. I could do that. I could give you a fact-based dissertation on how to make that case, but I wouldn't be telling you there were 10 gunshots or that the secret service did or all this other nonsense. And this is what inevitably happens with conspiracy theories. And this is why if you go down that rabbit hole, you need to start like watching the other people around you because 
I was a 9-11 truther and I was dealing with that stuff. And then you started hearing shit where people were like, oh, yeah, by the way, there were no planes on 9-11. There was not a single plane involved. It was all holograms and they were using missiles. And it's just that is where you go when you start doing this shit. You just can't um, take the basic evidence of what happened and then just add a couple layers on top of it. Like. The planes hit the buildings. Well, that's not enough to knock the buildings down. So they had bombs inside of them. They set the bombs off. Boom. They, and then they pancaked on their way down. And that was what happened. That was 9-11. And the, the Pentagon hit by a missile. There, there's, there's no footage of the plane hitting it. Blah, blah, blah. You can try to make that case. But the thing is, is that sooner or later, part of your audience is going to be the people that are going to talk about how there were no planes. They're going to be an audience. Your, your audience is going to be, the people that were on the planes, they were landed, they were brought into hangars, and they either had to enter into WITSEC or they were executed on the spot. I mean, you just go down these crazy rabbit holes where people just refuse to let any actual evidence or any actual reality uh, set in to your conspiracy theory. And the real problem for Jordan is that there was never any truth to QAnon at all. It was always a bullshit LARP from the very start. So when you get to a certain point in the LARP and go, no, this is as LARPy as we get. We shall not <laughs> LARP anymore. It doesn't work because people are like, fuck you, dude. You're LARPing just like we are. We're just going to LARP harder. You're the guy that bought like a, uh, a costume. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Right. You're the guy that bought uh, a, <laughs> you, you bought a costume from Spirit to go to the Ren Fair. I bought a $400 custom-fitted suit to be a bard at the Ren Fair. And you're getting mad at me for being a tryhard. That's basically all this is. It's just Jordan being upset that other people are more successful and growing a bigger audience by just lying bigger, bolder, better than he is. And now he's trying to be like, hey, guys, it's time to dial this shit back and start looking at some facts and some evidence and trying to use a little critical thinking. And it's like, dude, you tell people to fucking drink bleach. You have no fucking leg to stand on having an argument with people about facts and reality in this shit. You're a fucking clown. But how, could be, how could drinking bleach be bad for you? We can all stand outside in the sunlight just fine. And what is the sun if not nature's bleach? I mean... <laughs> We need so, to look yeah. at getting UV inside the human body. Look you know, if, if we if we ever do make merch, uh, we should definitely get somebody to design us like a like a, a sunlight bleach shirt, like like a like a product <laughs> advertisement for like sunlight nature's bleach or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be great. Church, I mean, I mean, Church of Bleach. I'm yeah. I'm just imagining this. Like basically, the shirt in my mind is like our skeletonized bodies in the desert with the sun beating down on us, bleaching our bones, turning them a beautiful shimmering white. And it's just the sun, nature's bleach. Uh, I don't know how you delineate that our bones are our bones, as it were. But we'll make we'll make it work in some way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, I'm I, the ghost of Billy Mays, and if you thought oxygen was amazing, let me introduce you to fucking sunlight. <laughs> Too soon, Billy Mays. Oh, Too God. soon. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just speaks to how awesome he was as a pitch man that we're still using him as the reference. I mean, who, who am I going to go for? Vince Shlomi, the ShamWow guy? Yeah, that's right. Did you think the deep cut references were over? Did El just introduce Vince Shlomi into the conversation? Yes, he did. 
I didn't know his, I, I didn't know his name, but I, I was going ShamWow. But you 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 went above and beyond and had the information for me. So that was that was world class. Just had it there in your brain, yeah, and I didn't have to click any clack on no fucking typewriter to call that up either. <laughs> now, granted, there is about a fifty percent chance that I am wrong about the guy's name. <laughs> But you I am 100% confidence that I, I – yeah, 100% confidence goes a long way to massaging 50% wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Donald Trump. Right. right, exactly. Just say it with oh, confidence, man. and if you're wrong, you just issue a correction on the next podcast, and you just move on. But for most people, they're going to hear that and go, L fucking nailed that shit. I mean, there's no way he would have possibly have said that if uh, he didn't absolutely know it. So, yeah. I'll give you, you corrections, know, if, corner in my grave, in my grave. If, if I uh, if I end up causing an uptick in the amount of people searching for the name of ShameWow guy, even if it is a tiny uptick, then that means I've done my job well. I can't wait for the, the the fan feedback on this episode to just be like, man, Elle went off the fucking rails that episode. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> for better or for worse, you are correct. Anyway, uh, thanks for the question, whatever question we were supposed to be answering. Oh, I think it was a Blood Bowl, right? It, yes, it was It was about Jordan saying. I, th- I, I think it was about the, the nature of conspiracy theories. Is this a, were we still talking about the Rosemary Baby question? I genuinely can't remember. No, <laughs> we had segued to Jordan Sather trying to be the thought police for conspiracy theories and how that <laughs> and how that is the ultimate losing task for any person involved in conspiracy theories, but especially someone who thinks that Nazis are living under the South Pole and that Michelle Obama is a dude. When you're already, I guess instead of saying thank you for the question, I should be apologizing for uh, going completely derailing off the, it so completely off the rails to the point where I can't even remember what I was supposed to be talking about <laughs> anymore. So uh, we, th- I thank you for the question, and I apologize for my co-hosts. That's basically yep, uh, I deserve it. Now, now is the time where I deserve to be shamed. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, boy. let's cleanse our palate with another question. If we have any more, oh, uh, we don't. We're done. We're out. So, uh, oh, man. The floor is yours, Wow, how incredible. Oh, it's time Uh, for that shilling. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, it might be for the best that we don't have any more questions for me to completely fail to answer properly. Uh, So for for any of you who decided to stick around through all of that, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, If you'd like to continue to support the podcast, you can do so by telling a friend, telling an enemy, telling whoever the fuck you want, as long as you tell them, hey, you should listen to these guys to massage that algorithm. Uh, Speaking of massaging the algorithm, while you're listening, if you want to go to whatever podcast provider you are using and uh, massage us even further by giving us a five-star review, that would be great because apparently that shit is important and, you know, we Very. like to we, we we want to try to move up in the world uh, and trick people into thinking that we're experts when only one of us is. Uh, if you <laughs> have any, um, <laughs> if you have any money and you would uh, like to donate it to the cause, you can do so by visiting uh, us on Patreon at p- patreon.com slash poker politics. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we're going to be doing that bonus content for all of our five dollar and above supporters, uh, a teaser for which will come at the end of this episode. Now. It's completely understandable if after, especially after this episode, you're just like, I have money and I want to support a a good cause, but these guys are going off the fucking rails. Uh, We get that. Believe you me, these guys have been friends with me for a long enough time where they totally understand. And I have been me for even longer. So I totally understand too. So go ahead and donate that money to love146.org. They work in the field of anti-child trafficking stuff, uh, you know, and trying to deal with the problems that QAnon claims to really give a shit about, uh, but won't actually take any steps to prevent. Uh, And in Matt Gaetz's case, will actually take steps and money to do the opposite of. 
Hotel love emoji. <laughs> yeah, hotel love emoji. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Uh, like uh, the eggplant That's emoji. That's T-shirt. Hotel love emoji. Love hotel emoji is our T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, if we're gonna, if we're gonna use emojis for a T-shirt, it should probably be eggplant and then storm wave, right? <laughs> yes. So it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for uh, for more funny uh, bits and goofs and also discussion about serious business political topics, you can follow us uh, on our social media. The podcast social media can be found on Twitter at Hellworld. That's world spelled with a Q instead of an O, as is our brand. Uh, our resident expert, Mike Rains, can be visited on Twitter at Poker Politics. Uh, myself and Sarge can be found on Twitter at Hellworld Sarge and Hellworld L. Respect. Uh, respect I keep wanting to say respectfully. <laughs> respectfully, you can find us on Twitter. Respectively. One Nation Invisible. Yeah, One Nation Invisible with uh, justice and croutons for all. Uh, anyway, yeah. So at Hellworld Sarge and at Hellworld L, again, spelled with Q's instead of O's in the word world. Uh, our intro music, which continues to grow on me every time I listen to it, uh, <laughs> is uh, provided by DJ Minimal Effort, and I would love to direct you to his social media, but he is too cool for that shit and doesn't have any. So we just like to shout him out and say, hey, man, thanks for the intro. Uh, you know who does have social media, though, is the former voice of Q and current voice of all of our uh, bumps, uh, Frosty VO, who can be found on Twitter at Frosty VO. And just in case you need more of that sweet, sweet nonsense provided by myself and Sarge, we have a spinoff podcast where we deal with pop media. Uh, it is called Bingeworthy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-R-W-O-R-D-Y. You can find that anywhere your podcasts are provided. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Bingeworthy, spelled the same way. Ah, uh, shillin. It always seems like it takes longer every single time we do it. But mm-hmm. we're finally done now. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and sign off in our typical fashion. And then after the sign off, we're going to play our secret teaser. It's not so <laughs> secret because we've talked about it multiple times over the course of the show. So for another quote unquote successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been Hellworld L signing off for Hellworld Sarge and Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. Like global warming, abating aerosolized chemicals into the atmosphere is literally the cause of the apocalypse in the movie Snowpiercer. <laughs> and it's also, Perfect. and it's also our last ditch effort to defeat the machines in the matrix. I mean, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was blotting out the sun. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was what we did. By putting we, a bunch of crap in the air. Yeah. We scorched the sky. That was the term. In terms oh of- yeah. No, well in, in Snowpiercer, they didn't scorch the sky. They invented some sort of chemical that they were supposed to disperse into the atmosphere to lower the planet's temperature by two degrees, but they like fucked up and it lowered the planet's temperature by like 20 degrees. It killed everything. <laughs> Oh, I had never seen Snowpiercer. So, so I mean, so, so so far we're we're already at w- one one thing that she is babbling about that seems like it has been lifted from uh, some sort of super sci-fi movie <laughs> or whatever. So that's nice. I mean, I, I can't wait until the part where she's just like humanity's last hope: the QAnon train, a <laughs> train. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.